This is Conversations with Corliss, the podcast that features real and inspiring people who are leading their lives with purpose, passion, and confidence. Through their stories, advice, and expertise, you will be empowered with tools and insights to become the leader you are meant to be. Your host, Corliss, is a Dare to Lead trained, certified success principles coach, best-selling author, and inspirational speaker. As an entrepreneur for more than two decades, she has coached, trained, and mentored thousands to tap into their personal power and realize their potential. Through her company, Corliss Co., she will help you dream again and break through what holds you back from leading the life you want to have. Connect with her today at corliss.ca. Hi, everyone. This is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it. My name is Corliss, and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. With my kids more independent and my career not as fulfilling as it once was, I found myself wondering if this was it and what was next for me. I went looking for answers to recreate my life, and I found them in having meaningful conversations with inspiring people. That's what we'll do here for you. Whatever you're looking for, I'm glad you're here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. This is episode 072, Up Close and Personal, A Conversation with Corliss. I was recently interviewed on the Hustle Culture Hater Club podcast with Heather Kehoe, and because it offers a part of my story that I've never shared before, I thought you might be interested in listening again. This episode reveals some of the backstory behind what you see in my life and business now, and some real conversation around all the things that women need to manage in this day and age. I hope that somehow my story supports you in creating yours. Welcome back to the Hustle Culture Hater Club podcast, and I am your host, Heather Kehoe, and I've got a powerhouse with me today, Corliss Russell. How are you? So good. So excited to be here. I love it. So Corliss, she has got quite the resume behind her, a motivational speaker, and she motivates me, honestly. Um, personal growth coach, podcaster, best-selling author. And you have to tell me about this book later on here. And something that is just, I absolutely love, and I can't wait for this, is the LEAD Conference. You are the founder and visionary of the LEAD Conference Canada. And we are definitely, definitely going to chat about that. 100%. I'd love to. Nothing more I love talking about than that. Totally. So let's start because, you know what, we haven't known each other for like a very long time. And let's go back to where it all began, how we met, because I have this love-hate relationship with social media. But if it wasn't for social media, we wouldn't be here today. Well, that's so true, right? We wouldn't have even met, probably. Yeah. I don't know, especially since we live in different cities. Yes. So, okay, what's your recollection of our first meeting? So you had reached out and you're like, hey, I'm, it was something about... I feel like I need to be in contact with a real estate agent. I need to make contact with 
a real estate agent and you reached out to me and, and you're like, let's just set up a phone call. And you remember that? And then we had this phone call and it was like, Oh, it was like, we knew each other forever. Yeah. It went on for hours. I remember being like, Whoa, I, I think I had things going on today, but I don't want to drop this call. I, (laughs) this is super fun. Yeah. Lots to talk about lots in common. And yet we have such very different personalities. So that's the part that is, is so bizarre because I felt like an instant connection to you. And, you know, that's not unlike me to see somebody on social and be like, that person's cool. I want to meet them. And like to reach out and like, just ask, you know, my mentor, Jack Canfield, and one of the principles, cause I'm trained through Jack Canfield, the success yeah. principles. One of the principles is to be an ask hole. If you never ask, you don't know. So yes. ask, ask, ask. So totally. one of the things that I've grown to really get is to just ask, you never know. The answer is always yep. no, unless you ask. So exactly. reaching, reaching out to you certainly sounds like something I would do just to ask for I a, love a it. chat. <laughs> and that's so true. I always say that I go from the real estate perspective, right? That it's either going to be yes, no, or a counter offer. Mm, right. Good point. Right. Yeah, so you just true. gotta, you just gotta ask. So, so let's get some background on you because mm. I'll tell you, like, you've told me some of your story, but I don't really know the full, like, tell me Corliss, where did this all begin to get where you are? Because you have gone through some bumps in the road to get where, to where you are. And I know we were just talking before we, we got on here that, you know, everybody sees this the success, right? They see, oh, you're doing this and you've got a book and you're being hired here and you're doing this conference, but they don't see all the stuff that led up to it. And, you know, the trials and tribulations that you've gone through to make you really who you are, because if if we didn't go through that, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Mm. You, um, I have to tell you something. I just made a decision consciously as you were speaking that this is gonna be the first time I shared this part of my story. And it's something about you, Heather, that is allow, allows people the permission to just be who they are, to own their truth and that it's okay. So thank you for making me comfortable to do that. I don't even know who's gonna be listening to this, but you have inspired that in me and, and I'm ready. I think sometimes we have to do things at the time that we're ready yeah. and we have to do it in a space that we feel comfortable and you've just provided me that space. Oh. And I know in my gut that that's what I'm supposed to do. So thank maybe someone just needs that. to hear it. It's yes. true. It's true. Yes. It's, it's a gift that you have for sure. So I am 52 years old. So it's a long story but I'm going to summarize it into three segments of my life because that's going to be the best way for the audience to kind of connect with it. Mm -hmm. So I am from a very humble beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, I am one of eight children born and raised on the farm, beautiful parents. And as anyone else, you know, my parents were wonderful and they did the best that they could with the resources that they had, with the knowledge that they have. Yeah. For a lot of my life, though, I blame my parents because Uh I didn't feel like I was loved. And it's not that my parents didn't love me. Believe me, my parents loved me very much. And and I know that now. But when I was growing up as a child, they didn't have a lot of time for us. They were working their asses off to try and provide for the eight kids. And there was, you know, tragedies and things that had happened around the time that I was born that Mm -hmm. took their attention. You know, I just didn't get the love that I needed and I didn't feel like I was loved. Right. It's not the truth, but it's how I felt. Right. And, you know, when I look at it now as a, as a grown adult, I look at it and think, okay, as a grown adult, I can look at my parents and go, oh my God, I was so blessed. Right. But little Corliss didn't get that. No. Little Corliss was like, 
I need this and I'm not getting mm-hmm. it. So I mustn't be worthy. Right. I mustn't be good enough. I, I must, I must be a mistake. I, mu- yeah. I shouldn't be here. Yeah. So I think throughout most of my childhood, I battled depression and mm-hmm. I didn't even know that I was battling depression. Right. No one was around me to give me those tools. Yeah. I felt very much like I wasn't enough, like I was unimportant, that I was always fighting for attention and growing up, you know, and so that was a confused little girl is really mm-hmm. what I was. Right. And when you have that formula going into your teenage years, mm-hmm of not being loved or not feeling loved and feeling like you have to prove yourself. When I got pretty as a Mm -hmm. teenager, then that led me to a a really destructive path in my teenage years where, you know, I attracted relationships, men Mm -hmm. and things into my life that equaled my sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Right. Those people didn't treat me very well at all. And I couldn't find girlfriends because mm-hmm. they were in competition with me. Yeah, I didn't really like myself. So because I didn't really like myself, I, of course, attracted people who didn't like me either. Right. <laughs> <to> my world. <laughs> totally. So it's like, that's kind of how it played out. And, you know, that ended up leading me on a path of, <clears throat> sorry about my cough. Oh, good. Um, that led me on a path of more creating more trauma and, and discomfort and really unfortunate situations in my life, because there was a lot of things related to those relationships from different types of abuse and alienation and sadness that were just so overwhelming, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have the tools and resources to, to get out of it. I actually, I actually still to this day feel like I'm lucky I survived that period yeah, of my life. Absolutely. I ended up getting married um, when I shouldn't have. I got yeah. married at 19 years old and that relationship was not healthy right from mm-hmm. the, the very first day. It couldn't have been healthy. And and the reason it couldn't have been healthy is because I wasn't healthy. Either was right. he. So yeah. it, it requires two healthy people to make a healthy relationship for sure. And not that anybody's like perfectly healthy at any time, but I, I was kind of messed up. Right. Yeah. So we ended up getting married at 19 years old and it was a challenging marriage right from the very start. Mm-hmm. And I remember even saying to women in my life, you know, like this can't be like, is this what marriage is? And, right. and they'd be like, you know what? Marriage is hard. Yeah. And be like, okay, well, I guess this is my heart. I yeah. guess I have to live with it. This is the way it's going to be. Yeah. And what I've learned since then is that wasn't hard. That right. was, that was, that was just wrong. And yeah. there's a difference between working through relationships with people and learning to communicate and learning to work together. And then there's the other side, which is what I was experiencing where I hated who I was in that relationship. Right. Yeah. I hated everything about myself in that relationship. And I always felt bad about myself. And there was more times than I can count that I contemplated if I even deserved to be alive mm-hmm. because it was such a, a terrible relationship in the way of it made me feel so bad about who I was. Yeah. And for me, the saving grace was a couple of things. The first one was my career. Right. So I felt I fell into a career that emotionally fulfilled me. And thank goodness I had it because Mm -hmm. I I feel like it saved my life. But I joined a a direct sales company. I always say it was one of the best decisions of my entire life and so profound because that one decision completely changed everything about my life. Yeah, I joined the company thinking it would just be for me to get a few free candles and things like that. (laughs) So it was like, I'm going to light my life and get these free. Totally. Yeah. That's kind of why I joined. But then what ended up happening was 
it, it started teaching me and exposing me to a very positive environment of mm-hmm. personal growth and development. It gave me opportunities to learn who I was, to understand my self-esteem, to work through my self-worth issues. I felt important there yes. as I would achieve things. They would recognize me. I felt important. Yeah. It gave me an opportunity to stay home and raise my kids. And then the next thing that happened was they started like awarding me with trips all over the world. And I treated to first class travel and yeah. experiences that I'd never known in my entire life. And, you know, then, I mean, then I guess the big transformative part, because I would have never stayed, I started for two weeks and I ended up staying for 28 years. Oh so my, clearly, wow, clearly something okay. happened. So it served a purpose for me, For sure. but what ended up happening was these women came into my life and they wanted me to coach, mentor, and support them to succeed at their business. And that's where I really was my first experience outside of having my children with there's a purpose to my life. Yes. And if I can use this direct sales company and this, this vehicle that I'm in with this company to help other people that gives me a sense of purpose and it fulfills me in a big way. So I always say that I went from lighting homes to lighting lives. And that's what actually kept me there. I like that. I like that. It's the, it's my true story. And now I feel like I've evolved even because outside of party light, what ended up happening was you know, you, you do something for a long, long period of time. So around the 25 year mark, I was like, you know, I love this. I'm so grateful. You know, I have nothing to complain about, but I feel like there's something else. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the something else was. Yeah. And I didn't want to belittle the fact that I was so grateful for what I had, but somehow it was like, there's something more in me. And what I recognized was that I wanted to light people's lives in another way, but every time through party light, it always had to come back to that was the vehicle. And quite frankly, Heather, like I remember saying to our president at that time, I don't care if they're a janitor or a lawyer or a bus driver. I don't care what they do for a living. I just want to help people. And I don't want it to always have to come back to selling candles and building a business here. I just want to serve people. So that's actually kind of the foundation of how Corliss Co. began was just the idea of expanding what I already love to do in my direct sales company, but actually expanding it to support women in a different way outside of that organization. The other thing is, is my personal life was crashing at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's a whole nother story. I don't know if you want me to go into that. You can let me know if you do, but it kind of all just aligned at the exact time. And it was it was a tough period. It was a tough go, but I wouldn't want to go through it again, but I can honestly tell you that it made me who I am today. And I don't regret one minute of it now. Yeah. And I I think that's the, you know, it's so important um, that we realize that the, you know, I always say when we go through shit, it's like, it could be, you know, the worst time and the best time of your life. Mm. Right. Because it's, Um, It was me when I went through my depression, right? It was like the best and the worst year of my life, because if I wouldn't have went through that, I don't know what would have happened, right? Would have I be doing what I'm doing right now? I, I highly doubt it. I wouldn't have done the growth and I wouldn't be the person I am, but it's so important to realize that the way we are today stems from how we were brought up, right? And Mm. so many people, they just, they're starting to realize that. But they think, well, how am I going to change it, right? How am I going to change how I am? And it's like, well, we need to go back and figure out why you think the way you do, right? What happened? How were you brought up, right? And and like you said, it was your parents did the best they could with what they knew, 
and eight children, well, you're not spending the quality one-on-one time you are when you've got two kids, right? There, you also mm-hmm. didn't have the resources. You're on a farm. You were like, okay, here's kids work, right? Mm-hmm. Work, mm-hmm. eat, sleep, repeat. Mm-hmm. So, well, blame is just a powerless. It, it is, it is actually where you give up all your power. For sure. And I, and I recognize that like you can blame and blame and you can complain about it and you can deflect it. And, and, but bottom line is we're all responsible for our lives and our happiness. Yeah. And when you sit in that place of blame and want something from someone else, you give up all your power to create mm-hmm. your own reality. Yeah. And no one wants to do that. They just don't realize that they are. And it's totally. why we need to go back to the root of it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So moving on to where you are now, because you have some big stuff going on, like really big. First of all, I want to, this book, Kate, like, tell me about it. Well, I'm going to tell you about the book, but there is a piece here that I do think I need to say, and it's about the moment of change. Okay. So it's important because we talk about one decision, you know, changing things and that we go through hard times. And when we're going through that hard time, we don't want to go through it, but the stars can't shine without darkness. And, you know, the end can become the beginning. And it's like a, it's a mindset shift when you reframe it in your own mind. And for me, I had spent almost my entire life just trying to be happy and successful, Mm -hmm. just trying to be happy and successful, Mm -hmm. working my butt off to try and be happy and successful, have a, have a husband, have children, build a dream home, build a successful business, be it all, be it all, be it all. It was exhausting. It's like the hustle hater part of it. Yeah. I worked so hard to, to have it all and it fell apart anyway. So this defining moment happened where, I mean, our marriage wasn't, wasn't great. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of work and it was not healthy. Now, one day it just fell apart and there was no going back. And I don't need to get into the details of it. It actually doesn't matter. It was quite a traumatic experience for me and for my kids. But we, I mean, I remember being in my minivan, looking in the back going, I just know we're never going back. Like this is, this is it. Yeah. And I didn't know how it was going to end up. It was, it was hard. And I had married for happily ever after. Mm -hmm. I really did. Like I meant it and I was going to stick it out no matter what. And here's the thing. I restarted my life with my three kids. It was a really dark time. I played Mm -hmm. victim for a while. It was like almost a shock of like, it's really over. Right. And now everything's falling apart. My personal life, my business is going to a disaster. Everything is just awful. And it's like, I don't, I can't, I can't bounce back. And I remember crying and crying mm-hmm. and crying. We went from a seven bedroom house to a two bedroom apartment. We mm-hmm. had borrowed furniture, like literally everybody collected stuff out of their basements that they weren't using and kind of furnished it for us to, to get by. And I ended up living there for a year. And, you know, those first few months were so challenging for me. Mm-hmm. And I just cried and cried. And I was like, I'm just, I failed my family. I failed everything. I, I'm so embarrassed. You know, I'm a failure. And then one night I always joke about this. Cause I was sitting in my closet office. I had the apartment yeah. where you're supposed to put the deep freeze, like a closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had, I had converted it to a home office. And my, my chair would almost crafty. This little tiny. Yeah. Well, there was two bedrooms. I had three kids. Yeah. So, you know, the teenager, I gave her her own room cause she needed it. And then I yeah. made bunk beds in the other yeah. room for the two younger ones. And I'd make a bed on the floor every night in the kid's bedroom. And we did that for a year and I'd live in this little tiny apartment. And I was in the office one night and drinking wine and I'm 
listening to the fight song, trying to muster up the, the courage to make an explosion. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and then the screensaver comes across my screen and it says, no one's coming to save you. I remember it. It was a oh, Bill wow. Robbins quote and it literally came across the screen. And I was like, you're going to stop playing victim to this. Yeah. Like you, your life hasn't turned out as you want it to turn out. For sure. This isn't how you wanted it to go. But the bottom line is, is this is the way it is. So mm-hmm. what are you going to do about it? And yeah. that was like a moment of empowerment for me. And a turning point. And and I share that because if somebody is in a space right now where you're like, I can't see the light, I want to really encourage you Mm -hmm. to recognize that you have the power to turn it around. And by if you stop waiting for someone else to fix it or for something to get better, give yourself the chance to heal. Give yourself that, you know, you can do that, but you can be in your power while you do that. And that's where it turned around. I remember saying to myself, I want my kids to look at me and be proud. Oh, I'm going to yeah. cry. Cause at that point, my kids couldn't have been proud. They For were sure. scared. They were scared too. Yeah. And they needed to look to me, my community, the people around me that were watching me, you know, it wasn't in falling. It was in rising that right. I inspired them. Yes. And it was like, why did I even, I had to ask myself the hard questions of like, why did I even end up in a relationship like that? Mm-hmm. Why was I always trying to prove something? Why yeah. do I need that recognition to feel like I'm a, a valuable person? I had to like really go mm-hmm. within and figure out who the heck am I and why, yeah. why did I even end up here? Yeah. And when I did that work, I came up with all kinds of, of healing and all kinds of answers that would help me move forward. Yeah. So to lead, to go into the book, that was it. I let life lead me. Yes. My life had been leading me. What yeah. people thought, what was expected of me, what society would say was good. Everything outside of me was leading me. Yeah. How my relationships went, everything, everything outside of me. Leading your life. That's the name of the book. Lead your life mm-hmm. with purpose, passion, and how to live with purpose, passion, and confidence was about flipping that around and really owning your power that this is your life and that it has purpose. And that if you can connect to your passions and confidently step up in your, in your, in your abilities, you can lead your life, not yes. life lead you. So that's why I wrote the book. And that's kind of how that all transpired. But where it really came from was. I got inspired to start my company. And I remember I was driving on the highway. I remember this like it was yesterday. My son was nine at the time. He was in the front seat. He was on his iPad. I didn't even think he was listening to me. Honestly, Heather, it was like, (laughs) he's like on his iPad, like doing his thing. They're always listening, Corliss. They're always listening. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But I didn't think he was. And I was recording onto my voice notes on my phone because I had all these ideas. You see, when you start getting into your power and you start getting excited about your life and feel like, hey, if I could do that, what else could I do? And I was getting so excited. I had a notepad on the bed beside my, you know, at night I'd write on it. If I was driving, I'd record on my voice note. So I'm on my phone, Cole's in the front seat. He's watching his iPad and I'm recording all these ideas of workshops and things I wanted to do. And then all of a sudden it came out of my mouth, this phrase. And the phrase was this, you see, I thought I was my titles and roles. If I wasn't a senior regional vice president, who was I? Mm -hmm. If I wasn't a mom to these children who are now leaving home and independent, because my son was getting more independent, who am I? You know, I was defined by my roles and I felt like I had no purpose left. And it made Mm -hmm. me very sad and very depressed. So 
I'm recording into my voice note and I'm talking about, you know, the middle stage of life. I knew what I wanted the first part of my life to look like. I knew I wanted to get married, have a career, Mm -hmm. have a family, build that life. I even know what I want the end of my life to look like. It was the middle that I had no idea what I was going to do. Suddenly I find myself 40 years old, getting divorced. My kids don't need me. My career is not fulfilling. And I'm like, what the hell now? Right. Yeah. So in my phone, I'm saying things like, okay, the kids are gone. That makes me sad. You know, all these things. And then I was like, wait a second but the kids are gone. That means I now have more time. Yes. Ah, wait, I have more money than I used to have. Yeah. Hmm. Gee, I have more experiences. And if I were to use those experiences to help other people, that would create purpose. And I started it almost like it flipped it around completely where I yeah. went from sadness to happiness, seeing yes. that now this created a new opportunity for me. And what ended up happening is I said the words out loud into my voice recorder, midlife is the best life. So I say it <laughs> yeah, and my son looks up from his iPad and he goes, mom, that's really cool. Oh, I <laughs> he, love it. He had been listening to me talk like this yeah. in the voice recorder, right? Yeah. And then I was like, that is really cool, isn't it, buddy? I think yeah. that sounds like a book. Midlife is the best life. So legit, I had never once in my entire life thought about writing a book. We got home. I went straight to Google and typed into the computer how to write a book. <laughs> Not even kidding. And Jack Canfield training came up. Now, Jack Canfield, I love the way he teaches. He makes me feel safe. He teaches in a way I can understand. I'd been following him for years. And I was like, Jack Canfield's going to teach me how to write a book? Yay. And for free? Okay, yippee. So I jumped on it the next day, watched the recording. And then, of course, it was really a a lead to buy this program to write the book. So I was like, literally the next day, I'm like spending thousands of dollars buying this course to learn how to write a book and the rest is history. (laughs) I love it. I love it. See, it's those moments, right? It's just like, and the memories that, I mean, they, I always say the moments don't last long, but the, you know, memories last forever. Right. Yeah. And it's just little things like that, that your son, he, he probably remembers that. Right. And it's yeah. super impactful. You, you know, what's funny is it. months, months after that, we were driving along and I was like listening to a recording. No, I was, no, I was talking on the phone to someone on Bluetooth and we were going the other direction this time. And they were talking about, you know, where should I get this training? They were asking me for advice yeah. and my son piped in and he goes, well, I think that she should something. So-and-so it was a comic author that he liked. And he's oh, like, if I was going to, awesome. if I was going to write a book, I would get it <laughs> person. And I'm like, well, she's not writing a comic, but thanks buddy. <laughs> but really he even yeah. got him thinking about writing a book for sure. Oh, I love it. So this book, okay. Where, where can people get it on my website? So I actually took it out of stores okay. because yes. Okay. So it's actually available through my website. I sign every single one and it goes directly to you. So we did that on purpose. I had it in the bookstores. We pulled it yeah. out. We use it as a resource at all of the events that we do and through my website. So you can get it at corliss.ca, which I would assume you'll put in the show notes. Yes. So corliss.ca is where you get a copy of the book. I have the most exciting announcement to make. Lead Conference Canada is launching in 2023 in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan on November 3rd and 4th. This is the first of its kind Canadian event where we will feature a powerful lineup of both professional and inspirational speakers to help you feel empowered to lead your life. No need to spend tons of time and money traveling abroad to an event of this caliber. We are bringing the world-class speakers to you. You are invited to join us for an incredible two days of connection, motivation, and inspiration. The reality is that all of us will go through periods in our lives where we feel burned out, stuck, or unsatisfied. This is why we need an event like Lead Conference Canada. 
because through connecting with others, learning through their stories, you can find your own spark again to feel empowered to move forward with confidence. This high energy personal growth event will offer you the perfect mix of inspiration and practical how-tos. Make sure and head to corliss.ca forward slash lead 2023 now. Here's the other thing about lead your life. I want, I have so many personal growth books that are so heavy and so hard to process. Mm -hmm. You never get through them and it's exhausting because it's hard work. This, this work is hard, right? Yeah. So all this reflection. So I wrote this book in a way that I intended for people to start it and actually be able to finish it. It is in real language, in real terms, with real exercises, real questions for you to reflect on. They're going to help you. So the first four chapters are on purpose. Then it's passions, reigniting that adventure and passion in you again kind of, yeah, relight the fire within. And then the third section is on confidence to be confident, to follow those passions. So I really believe that everyone should read it. And I, I really believe that you'll get through it and it will support you. So that's why I encourage you to get it. That's amazing. And that's so important. Like the easy reading. Cause I tell you, I have a a whole closet full of books that I'm like, Oh, this title looks amazing. And then I open it and I'm like, this is, it's too much. It's It's too too much much for me. Right. Yeah. It's like my it. head hurts. My exact experience with that. And it was like that. That is exactly why I wrote it how I did. Yeah. And it's not rocket science, right? It's just give us something easy to read that is like English. I understand. I can implement this and get going. Right. Mm-hmm. And make some changes. So you bet. You bet. I, I promise you. I promise you it will do that for you. And you can Amazing. get it on my website. And like I'll sign it. And I've had people even purchase books and send it to someone else. Like have That's me cool. sign it and send it to someone else. For yeah. Sure. So let's talk about that. This is huge. It's gonna, it's huge. Okay. And I'm it's super huge. excited for this. So the lead conference Canada. What yeah. I know what it is, but like, whoa, we need to, yeah. yeah. Like, cause I remember you telling me about this and it's like, this is what I want and it's going to happen. And then it's like, it's happening. (laughs) I know it's so unbelievable. So I'm going to give you guys a backstory here because I think it's important. And, And we're talking about the book. And one of the ways that I teach purpose is purpose is a very confusing word for people. And it was confusing for me for my whole life as a child mm-hmm. uh, growing up on the farm. It's like, I don't think I have some big astronomical purpose. Like, right. and, and then when I'm my, I was just trying to keep my head above water. Yeah. Like I was drowning half the time in my own life. It's like, how can I contribute to anybody else? Like my purpose is literally to try and stay alive and keep yeah. my kids okay right now. Yeah. You know, it's like, I just couldn't get it. And then I started Reese, but I was always curious. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. wants to know their life matters for sure, and that's what purpose is. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you want to know your life has purpose and that you matter. But when you're going through stuff in life and you know, you're, you're just trying to like I say, you feel like you're drowning yourself. How can you do that? And, and that's where I got stuck. So I went mm-hmm. searching and searching for what is the purpose? What is purpose? Yeah. What is it? Is it like something that someone's going to tell me when my life is over, I'll be at the pearly gates. And someone says, you lived a life of purpose. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was so confused by it. Yeah. And I would always go and I would get different teachings. One would teach it as a religious experience. Mm-hmm. Another would be like, it's on the horizon. And I just be like, I want purpose in my life now. I yeah. want no purpose in my life now. Truly empowered woman, right? So what ended up happening was I had a conversation with Jack actually, because mm-hmm. writing the book, Lead Your Life, How to Live with Purpose, Passion, and Confidence, and enrolling in Jack's course actually ended up giving me the opportunity to be invited to go to his mastermind in his home. 
Mm. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, is this seriously an invitation to me? I was like, this is actually happening. Like what the heck? Yeah. So I ended up getting to go. And when we were there, I said to Jack, I'm really struggling with the concept of purpose. Like I need help with this. And remember I'm in my forties by now Mm -hmm. and I had been Mm -hmm. studying this. And Jack said, you know, purpose is always on the horizon. And it makes sense because you evolve. So mm-hmm. who I was as, I mean, I've always been coreless. I've always mm-hmm. been the same person, yeah. but who I was when I was a child was just someone trying to fit in For sure. and trying to find, to find myself. And then I get into my twenties and I'm just trying to survive my life and this family that I've created and, and juggle it all. And, but all those experiences helped me evolve mm-hmm. into the person that I am now. So it is always on the horizon because you're always evolving. For sure. But that still didn't help me with, I want to feel purpose in my life today. And this is what I've come up with. If you use your skills, talents, experiences, stories, lessons to better the life of someone else in some way, Mm -hmm. you will, and you do that very intentionally, you will feel a sense of purpose because now you see purpose is always related to something bigger than you. It always is. And like, when I look at having my children, my children gave me purpose. Even when I wanted to quit on life for myself, I kept showing up because it was for something bigger than me. Yeah. When the baby would cry in the night, I didn't want to get up, (laughs) but I would because there was a purpose behind it. You know, sometimes I didn't even want to live anymore. And I'd be like, but I have to, because my kids need me. Yes. So that's purpose, right? So now that I've gotten older and I realize that I have all of this experience as an entrepreneur, I've been an entrepreneur for 30 years. Mm-hmm. I had the experience of going through divorce. And by the way, happily ever after became happily even after. Yeah. This is where I, tell, <laughs> I like that. This yeah, is like where that. this is actually a part of an or a, a, um, a training that I actually did for people that are going through divorce. Yeah. But there's happily even after, I promise. Yes. Just yes. trust me, there is. Yes. So I have all those experiences. I have all of the skills of of developing my own self-worth and self-esteem. I have all the training with the best in the world. Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, Oprah Winfrey, Carolyn Saldo, Lewis Howes. I've been to all of these things. And I'm like, Corliss, you have all of this. Mm -hmm. You should use this intentionally. And that's how I, that's the next evolution of my purpose is to use it to better the lives of other people. So lead conference, Canada. What happened was I go through this period where I'm like, I am investing in me. I need to go Mm -hmm. back to the drawing board. I'm recreating my life here. I'm in the middle stage of life. And oh my God, I have so much more life to live. Yeah. I have so much more I can do. I still have all, and I'm armed with all these things, but I don't know what to do with it. What does this next stage look like? Because remember I said the middle, I didn't know what it was going to look like. So I was like, I got to go figure it out. So I'm traveling. My assistant I calculated it. I traveled over 38,000 miles in less than two years <laughs> to go to all these personal growth events yeah. everywhere. I went all over, but not in Canada. Well, I went yes. to a few, but they were smaller in Canada. Yep. I go, they all had to be at, abroad. Like, so yep. I had to go into the US to, to go to them. So I'm at this one conference in Minneapolis and I can remember like it was yesterday. Dave Hollis was on the stage who, by the way, just passed away last month. Mm -hmm. And I was so sad about that because I mean, I literally grieved the life of a man I never met, Mm -hmm. but I remember being on the stage in Minneapolis or him being on the stage in Minneapolis. I'm sitting there in the stadium. And I said to my biz bestie, I wish events like this existed in Canada. Yeah. So that more people could experience it. Yes. And then I took out my journal and the, and I literally wrote down, if it doesn't exist, I'm going to create it. So I got this idea and then I got 
it became a plan when I wrote it in my journal. Cause here's the thing, this next stage of my life, now that my kids are more independent mm-hmm. and I'm moving into a different career, I have intentionally chosen that I will use my skills, my talents, my experiences, my stories, my lessons to better the lives of other people. And I know this space. Mm-hmm. I have been on stages across North America in my, in, with my direct sales company for decades. I've spoken on so many stages. I know that part of the business and that, that backstage stuff. I know how to present in spaces like that. I know how to put a program together like that. And I've also been in the audience and experienced a whole array of things. So I'm like, Corliss, take all these things and all of these beautiful, wonderful things that you know, and that you've experienced and give that to other people. Yes. And that's what happened. So Lead conference was supposed to happen in Edmonton mm-hmm. two years after that. I was launching it and then COVID shut it down. Right. And to this day, I'm grateful that that happened. Yeah. I wasn't ready. I wasn't yeah. ready. I wasn't ready to do what needed to be done. Yeah. And, to, and I had to actually, I needed more time. Yeah. I thought I was, but I wasn't ready yet. And then COVID starts lifting mm-hmm. and I look out into the world and I see what people need. And I'm like, I have to do it. Yes. And remember when I made the decision to do this, there was still restrictions on, mm-hmm. we didn't know how it was going to go. And I was like, this is such a significant investment for me. And it's a big chance. Like what, yes. if, it, what if it can't hold? Yeah. But I was like, I just got to do it. And every single day I would get some sort of message. Well, not every day, but like regularly. I would get some sort of message that was like, you're supposed to do this. Yeah. So the venue, I wanted a particular date. I didn't even know why I wanted that date. Well, I did. I wanted it to be after harvest before the yep. world got bad when people were thinking of, but turns out it's my 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 grandma's birthday who's passed away. And my grandma's been intricate in this whole thing. Just, so yes. you know, there's a whole nother story. Yes, you did tell me that. You did yes, tell me that. But anyway, so she, so I'm like, oh my goodness, that's must be why it happened. But the symphony was on that day mm-hmm. and the, the venue was willing to move them to accommodate this because they want, they saw the vision and they wanted to help me make it happen. And then I reached out to Jack Canfield and he accepted. I yes. reached out to Christina Kuzmich and I was like, let me share the vision with you, what this is all about. And she accepted. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think this is happening. Yes. <laughs> so, so sure enough, I, the beauty of this story is that I want you to know that if you have an idea, Jack Canfield always says, you are not given the, a dream without having the power to create it. Yes. And it's true. If you have something sitting deep down inside of you, a hope, a dream, an aspiration, Mm -hmm. something you Mm -hmm. always wanted to do. It's there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you need to listen to it and you need to step into action and you will not believe what will start to show up for you. Arlene Dickinson, that was, that was a crazy story because I tried hard to get her and Mm -hmm. I was writing and writing and writing and trying to make it happen. And she wasn't saying no, but she wasn't saying yes. Mm -hmm. And then I said to myself, okay, She's Arlene freaking Dickinson. Like, seriously, yeah. she doesn't need to come to this. Yeah. And why isn't she saying yes? And I was like, well, of course, Corliss, this is just another conference. She doesn't even have anything to look back and go like, what makes this special? Why would mm-hmm. I do this? So I literally sat down at my computer and I wrote her a letter and I said, you don't know me. You don't know anything about this. Let me share the whole story. Mm-hmm. So I wrote it all out. I laid it all out on the line. And that day she accepted. I love <laughs> so it. So then I was like, this is so meant to happen. This is so meant to happen. Yeah, because she has a really similar backstory, right? Of oh, her like, story. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah, like so when good. I started looking into why I wanted her, I, I was like, 
I mean, at 27 years old, she can't even afford to take care of her own children. Yeah. And the judge tells her, get it together. She yeah. comes back as a freaking dragon, like seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, now she's in the top. Like, I got it together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I want to know more about that. So she's yeah. actually coming to speak about reinvention yeah. and reinvention is very much who this is for, because yeah. I think that we are all reinventing our lives post COVID for sure. That COVID changed us. It did. Yep. It changed who we are as a culture. And yep. I don't think we really understand how much has changed us. Yep. And we're, we're, we're internally in turmoil over what that's supposed to look like mm -hmm. and what we want now. We expect more out of our lives. We want more and we should. Yes. And not more, meaning more stuff more. We want more fulfillment. Mm -hmm. We want to be happier. We want to have it all. And I'm here to tell you that you can, Yes. and we're creating something for you to actually be able to go to it, learn what you need to learn. It'll be a very personal experience because it's personal growth. We're all in different places, but bottom line is, is underneath, we're all the same. Mm -hmm. We're all seeking the same feelings. We're all seeking the same experiences as far as how we want our lives to go. And you need to come there and figure it out. Like that that's up to you, but we're providing yeah. you with the space, the people and the experience and the community to be able to do it. You, you need to be responsible to come and get it. Yes. So with that, when and where is it? So November 3rd and 4th, 2023, yes. Saskatoon. And uh, we're holding it in the TCU theater. So we have room for 2,074 people. It 100% is, is expected to sell out. We want you there. Now, having said that, the whole idea is this, the ripple effect of launching in Saskatchewan, our home province, mm -hmm. and having something of this caliber happening here, not in Toronto, not yes. in Vancouver, not we're having it right here in the center of the province. Because when you come here, this is how I see it. You come here, we bring the world-class speakers to you instead of mm -hmm. you having to go to them. Mm -hmm. We bring this experience to you instead of you having to go to them. But what else is beautiful about this is when you travel abroad, you might intend to make relationships and friends mm -hmm. and connections, yeah. but you know what? They're in another country. So like, yeah. let's be real. It's pretty yeah. hard to make, make that happen here. You're going to be a part of a community that yes. is now going to be local to you. And when I look at this, all I can envision Heather truthfully is I can see the explosion of dreams and hopes and personal leadership and what it's going to do, not only just for the province of Saskatchewan, but how that is going to ripple out into Canada makes yeah. me so proud. <laughs> yes. Well, and you, I mean, this, this is massive. Like, honestly, yeah. it gives me chills and the passion that you have for it is just like, I, I want it to happen like right now. Like I'm so freaking excited. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't want to wish summer away already, but I kind of wish it would go away so we can just get there, uh, <laughs> give it, make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is going to be an extraordinary experience for every single one of us. And when I say that, I kind of feel sorry for people that don't come. I, I kind of do because yeah. they're going to miss out. This is never going to happen again. Yes. Even if we hold it as another conference in, in other years, it will never be this one. It'll never yeah. be the first one. It'll never be with Jack and Arlene and Christina and the other nine speakers that we have this is going to be truly special and remarkable. And I just know, I just, I just don't want people to be left behind. That's why I'm encouraging them to do it. It's going to be amazing. It I won't be so. perfect. And I'm, I'm giving that up. There's it's no like, such thing, but There's you know no what? I thing. also, I think who cares? Like yeah. none of us are perfect. So it's like, who nope. cares? Let's just all come together in a real and beautiful yes. and inspired way. And like, make it happen, you know, yeah. even with the conference program. So I want to share that part. So we have these professional speakers, but here's the other part of this. We have inspirational speakers. Yes. So these are not professionals. Yeah. These are people who, cause I know this, like 
I go to a conference and I learn from this amazing speaker mm -hmm. and yeah, they started somewhere. So I yep. can get that. And I can relate to a certain degree, yep. but here's what happens. We close ourselves off. Cause we're like, well, I'm not like that. They don't, right. They're not like me. The inspirational speakers are the people who are going to share their stories mm -hmm. about how they use that training yes. and how it changed their life, but they're normal people like you and me. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what I love, right? Cause we all go to those and it's, <laughs> I call it the shish goomba, right? Like we go and we're like, rah, rah, shish goomba, right? And we've got these like big speakers and, and then you're like, and then you go home and you just keep doing the same thing. Yeah. Right? Cause you're like, it's like, I, I'm yeah. Like it doesn't apply to me. Yeah. yeah no, we're going to make that not happen. Yeah. And that's, and that's the beauty of this. It's like, you've got, you know, these, these four big names, right. And then you've got nine other that are like, every, and I don't want to just say everyday people, but they're, but they are relate to them on that everyday level. And I, yeah. I think two people always think like, well, if I'm not Arlene or Jack, like, what can I really do? And it's like, yeah, it could be saying something to somebody on the street or at your work that could make like a huge difference. Right. We think in these like crazy big ways, like we just overthink and overcomplicate shit all the time. Right. Instead oh, of just being like, so what true. did I do today? right? Like what difference did I make in somebody's life today? And I mean, listening to your story today could impact so many people, right? Just that you don't even, you wouldn't have never met. Right. And it's, and just I sincerely hope it does. We have to believe that we're so powerful that things happen far beyond what we can see. Yes. And, and we have to understand that. And here's how I, how I coach people to really understand that. I actually coached the whole entire management symposium I was at yesterday about that when I was speaking. So I said to them, just think for a moment about something that someone said to you, like at some point. Yeah. And that played in your mind yes. over and over and over again, whether positive or negative. Right. That's how powerful we are. Mm -hmm. It goes, it could be the simplest thing that someone said. I remember at being at one of the party light conferences. I was a nobody. I was like just a consultant, just starting out, but I had a passion and excitement. And I remember this woman who was like the amazingest person, yeah. like she's on stage getting roses and all kinds of awards and stuff. And she met me and I remember she put her hands on my shoulder and she said, I'm going to keep my eye on you. <laughs> You're going to do great things. <laughs> Oh, I love it. It still makes me cry. That's so ridiculous. This woman yes. has passed away. She's gone. But like, seriously, that impacted me. I was so yes. impressionable towards that. Yeah. Someone saw something in me. Yeah. So we have to realize that we're that for other people. Yes. Like we're that. So not only do we, we, we receive it and it impacts us, but we actually have that power. You know, the the conference is going to be so profound. And I, you're the first person to hear the conference. Like, I don't want people to go home and be like, that was good. And now I'm going to go back to the same thing. Right. I yeah. am literally going to put things into place that that is impossible for you. Yeah. That is impossible. I do not want people to be like, rah, rah, that was good. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. That was yeah. a good night or a couple of days. Yeah. I want people to go home and not only feel empowered and have the tools and the inspiration to do that, yeah. but then we're actually going to have a reignite event a few months later that only lead conference people are invited to, because I know what can happen. You can mm -hmm. slip back into old patterns yes, for sure. I want people to have a chance to reconnect. So that's why we're doing that. Here's the other thing that's happening at the conference. See, I was invited to an event a chamber event actually. And mm -hmm. it was in my local community. And I really wanted to go because the speaker that was there was a luncheon, but I had mm -hmm. no one to go with. 
I pulled into the parking lot and all of a sudden it dawned on me. Oh my God, I don't even know where I'll sit. I hope I know somebody here. Mm -hmm. And honestly, Heather, I was almost paralyzed. I could almost not go in for sure because I was like, this is so scary. I'm going to walk into a room where I literally know no one. What if I have nowhere to sit? And my worst nightmare happened. I found the courage to do it. Yeah. Walk into the room. I walked in and I literally could find nowhere to sit. I walked around, people waved at me, but they had full tables. It was awful. It was awful. And I was like, I don't belong here. That is exactly how I felt. Mm -hmm. No one greeted me. No one helped me find a seat. It was awful. It was a terrible experience. Thank goodness for that elderly man with the white hair and the cane, because he was like, (laughs) dear, do you need a place to sit? I could have just hugged him because I just wanted to run away. But that taught me something so valuable. Yes. From the moment that anybody walks in the doors of league conference, they're going to feel welcome. They're going to feel like they belong. Yes. (laughs) No one's going to get left behind. Yeah. That is within minutes. That is the experience we're going to create. Now you have to put yourself out there for sure. Yeah. You got to show up, right? Yeah. You got to show up. We're all, you're only, and you have to allow yourself to be invited in. You mm-hmm. have to, because that's one thing that I, that really stopped me from belonging. A lot of my career was that I didn't feel worthy. So mm-hmm. I would stand on the outside and yeah. think that I didn't really belong. You yeah. have to allow yourself in within to go there. So yes. I went there. And I encourage you to go there when you walk in, like be open, but we are creating a space where we are going to have a committee that is literally going to be greeting you, connecting you with other people, guiding you so that, you know, from the moment that you're there, that you belong. That's Mm -hmm. so important to me. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is that we have meet and greet stations and actually people who are set up to connect you with other people Mm -hmm. who are like-minded. Oh, I so love that, that. You're not there by yourself. I love it. We have activities throughout the conference that are going to have you engaging with people who are sitting beside you. Yes. That's another thing. The lunch, we decided to include lunch on the Saturday yeah. on purpose so that people aren't going off on themselves. Right. This yep. is a networking and connection opportunity. So not only are we going to provide your lunch, but we're also going to, we actually have a separate room where you can go eat your lunch, mm-hmm. sit down at tables. We have talking points for you to share and talk so that the discussion is powerful and everyone is engaged in it. You guys, this is every detail has been covered for you. I love it. You got to come and get it. You got to yeah. come. So where can they get it? Corliss.ca <laughs> forward slash lead 2023. Yeah, we have just a handful of early bird tickets left. Maybe by the time you listen to this, they're not available. What I can tell you though, is that it's going to be worth every single dollar. So the pricing has put it into the perspective. I want you to look at it like this with 12 speakers, three of them being world renowned. Mm-hmm. It works out to $41 a speaker. But we're also covering your lunch. So you got to take that off of there as well. <laughs> and all yes. the, the connection and the experience of that. It's so reasonably priced, you guys. And Heather, I, I'll tell you, I'm going in uh, April here. So I've actually yeah. decided to head to a personal growth uh, event that would be similar to Lee Conference in okay. Austin, Texas. Nice. It's costing me just over $6,000. Mm-hmm. So uh, to put that into perspective for you guys, when you look at the ticket price, even at the full price of $499, I promise you (laughs) it is a, it is pennies in comparison to what it actually costs to experience this abroad. So, and that was, that was the thing. So when I was being advised on this, you know, when we were first doing the ticket pricing, I had many people say to me, Corliss, that's too low. The price Mm -hmm. is too low. And I said, but you guys, I know we can make more money on this, but let me explain this to you. Mm-hmm. The whole purpose of this, this is a purpose project. Mm-hmm. The whole purpose of this is to make it cost-effective, right. affordable, and accessible for people. Yes. That's the whole point. 
So we have put it at a price that you guys, it like this costs a lot to put on and we have priced this in the space for you to be able to get it. And we did that on purpose. Yeah. So if it's you're amazing. Ever, if you're wondering if it's worth the money, go and check out what other events cost and yes. you'll, you'll see this. And I can vouch for that because uh, I have been to many and it's like, holy smokes, you got to take out a small loan. And yet on the other hand, it's worth it, right? Like I'm going because it's worth it. Yeah. I've gone because it's worth it. I mean, I could not be living the life that I am. I could not have be feel about myself as I do. I mean, those experiences are priceless. So it's worth it and I'll do it. Now, the other reason why I'm going to this conference is because I am ensuring that every person that walks through that door, that every detail of this mm-hmm. conference is perfect. I am going there to educate myself on how do they run it? What do they do? Right. What do I like? What do I want to bring back? This is research. So yes. I'm investing in this to make sure that your experience is powerful. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I love you. And oh, thank I'm you. so I love you happy, too. happy that we met. And um, me too. I'm so excited to um, attend this conference. Honestly, it's yeah, it's so much good, so much good stuff. So we'll definitely be dropping all the info in the show notes, um, as well as where everyone can find you on the gram and your website. And um, yeah, I just honestly, thank you. I could talk to you forever. And uh, I just thank you for joining me. Well, okay. So I thank you, Heather. Like, thank you for giving me a chance to share this part of myself with, with you and with your audience, but I need to say something else because when we were talking before the podcast recording started, you know, we were talking about how very different we are and yet we're so the same. So, and what I mean is like our styles are different, right? Like Mm -hmm. yesterday I asked permission at this speaking engagement to give them an affirmation and use the F word ahead of it. Like oh, I, <laughs> I love the F word. I know. See, <laughs> like it's not exactly my style, but it's yeah. certainly, it certainly works and applies in certain areas for me. Right. For sure. So here's what I, th- here's why I wanted to say this. We are so very different in some ways And yet we're both just being who we really are. And that's the beautiful connection that we share. And that is the kind of people that I like to surround myself with. I can respect and value people who are completely different than me, who respect and value people who are completely different than them, like Mm -hmm. myself. And it's just such a beautiful thing. And if there was one last piece of advice that I'd want to give to anybody who's listening is to surround yourself with people who see you for who you are and who you can be. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt that from the moment that I met you, Heather, it was like, this woman sees me. She feels who I am. She sees who I can be. And you should never underestimate how powerful that is mm-hmm. because you did it for me and we do it for each other. And every listener has the ability to do that for other people. So own who you are and embrace who you are. And then see that for other people and and recognize that you have that power in you. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. I love, you know, cause it makes me feel so good, right? It, especially when you're coaching others and sometimes you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I love me. But hearing it right from somebody that you really admire and, um, you know, that, I mean, you've, you've got like amazing passion and purpose. So that just honestly, reconnects you. I think I'm just going to be, and I'm not, and this is not a, like a rah, rah, shish, goodbye. This is like, like, fuck. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love that too. Well, you know what? I decided I'm going to be Oprah of Canada. So just so you guys know, blonde and and not, but that's where I'm going. And love it. And and it's not about the recognition. It's about that. That's what my soul is yeah. just calling me to do is to create that because I have that. I have that within me to be able to create that. And when you think about Oprah, like when I think about her and it's like how famous and beautiful, but it's not about that. Mm -hmm. It's literally about what she brings to the world. And I'm calling myself to be that. And it doesn't even make me nervous stating that out loud to think like, oh, I'm all that, that I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not going to be Oprah of Canada. We're just saying that as a, as a funny alignment. Coreless of Canada. Corliss of Canada. I think my parents blessed me with the name Corliss because it's a standoff, one alone name. It doesn't even need anything else. Totally. And I think that was all meant to be. I really yes. do. And yes. I am going to create platforms and places for people to shine and share their stories. And to me, that's what Oprah does. And that's what that's what I'm going to do here. So, but it's I for Canada. It. It's for Canadians. You are doing it. You are Thank doing you. it every damn day. I am. Yeah. Thank you, my awesome. friend. And thank you to all the listeners. If you enjoyed it, please message me. I actually yes. love hearing from people. I always respond to just so you know. So if you enjoyed something or something inspired you here today, or you're going to join yes. the conference and you want to tell me yourself, send me a message. I'd be happy to hear from you. Awesome. I love it. All right. Have an awesome rest of your day. Yeah. Thank and you for thank having you me again. You okay. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook, tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.